this is Luscious Lou, and I listen to the Comic Syndicate. If you love comics, you'll be into what? Listen to the Comic Syndicate. If movies make you contemplate, just science will accommodate. Twitter for communication, at Comic Syndicate 1. I was drowning in a sea of podcasts, then I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the news, and sex facts. It's more than anyone could ask for. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. Ooh, the Comic Syndicate Podcast. Ooh, the Comic Syndicate Podcast. Yeah, yeah, the Comic Syndicate Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Comic Syndicate. Check them out at thecomicsyndicate.podbean.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Josiah. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Syndicate, episode 318. I'm your host, Josiah, at Forward the Villain on Twitter, at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. What's up, guys? Welcome to another week. Uh, let's hit it like we normally do. Uh, what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. 100 episodes ago, we entitled the show Hashtag No Rest for the Wicked, uh, episode 218, the Comic Syndicate. Uh, this week out for the villain goes solo and hits what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Talks pulling back the curtain and drops some behind-the-scenes chat. LA Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con 2018 update and work behind it. Interesting. I normally like to share all the behind-the-scenes stuff with you guys in case you guys are curious. Um, all the work that goes into a Comic Con and uh, putting together interviews, getting interviews, uh, transferring that uh, that audio onto the show, just a lot of work. And, and again, more scheduling probably than anything and bailing on something I, I might want to do at, at a convention to meet people up to legit get these interviews for you guys. Um, it's just a lot of work. It's it's fun. Uh, 2018, I blew I – mean, honestly forgot who I got. Um, I think that might have been the Rick Remender one uh, interview I, I had done. But yeah, um, always get some cool interviews, uh, minus this this 2023 San Diego Comic Con, which I tried to schedule some interviews. And when I got out there, it was just a pain in the ass to get to San Diego from, from my house. So I, I wanted to enjoy the convention, and that's what I did. Um, I could have popped Funkoed myself, and I bailed on that. I literally just took in the convention the way we're supposed to enjoy it. Uh, very little work, but um, the next conventions, uh, I'm definitely going to work on interviews uh, as well. We have an LA Comic Con coming up, so uh, I need to put in for my press media pass for that and get some interviews as well. All right, uh, I'm going to continue on. Uh, Comic Talk, Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi, spinoff, Paramount, rebooting, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Top Gun, Jumanji, and Halo TV shows. Interesting, Jumanji and Top Gun. Interesting. Halo is the only one that survived that, I believe. Marvel Studios, Spider-Man Far From Home spinoffs, Silk, Morbius from Sony, DC Comics, DC Extended Universe chatter about all different Joker movies, so Jared Leto, Joaquin Phoenix... And if you guys have listened in the past, I really did not like the Joaquin Phoenix uh, Joker movie. It was it was not good. Um, 
I entitled that show uh, hashtag subjective view. <laughs> um, I didn't like anything about it really. Uh, they had the def- and the fact that they had to toss in Joker as um, yeah, it just didn't do it for me. And they're coming up with a sequel already to that. Uh, if you guys disagree with me, let me know. But in my opinion, that movie sucked. A San Diego Comic Con 2018 interview possibility is then finally rocks comic reviews. Batman number 38, The Mighty Thor, The Death of Thor series and run by Jason Aaron. Uh, is a writer. Russell Dodderman was the artist, um, which was book of the year candidate for uh, 2018 is what I put here in the show notes. Um, if you guys have not read the Mighty Thor, the Death of Thor series by uh, Jason Aaron, do yourselves a favor and try to read that. Um, it's Jane Foster as Thor, and what she has to go through, and her role as Thor and her relationship with Mjolnir is interesting and fun and cool, and it's different than you know than Odin's son that we're used to seeing. But it's a great run, and uh, I, I believe Lynn is reading it right now. She has a trade paperback, I believe, and she's just going through it, breezing through it. Um, but the art is great. So, you know, visually it is beautiful to look at. And the writing by Jason Aaron is fucking killer. And it's a it's a heartbreaker towards the end of the run. Actually, the final, you know, pages are just it, – it's a beautiful, well-written story. All right. I'm going to stop praising that. But, yeah, go find it. Uh, let's see. Bullet points. Not a lot this week. Uh, Sarah hit me up on, 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 uh, Instagram. I'm like, what the fuck is it on Instagram saying, you know, I love hearing your voice, you know, thanks for the shout out on, and stuff like that. Um, so thank you, Sarah. Um, I know we haven't spoken, spoken <laughs> in person ever. Um, but you're a sweetheart, dude. Uh, the, we had a funny chatter about, uh, you and I not liking our voices on, on our podcast. And I think I said something stupid, like, I, I hate the way I sound. I sound like a pussy for the most part. And, um, even editing, like, I feel like it's just so cringeworthy. I, I hate editing for that particular reason. And that's also why I don't listen to myself back. Cause, uh, yeah, I just don't like my voice. All right. Uh, but thank you, Sarah. Speaking of Sarah, please find her and, uh, Derek Krentz, uh, on their podcast, not, an- oh no, not another one. Uh, they dropped a season two of the bear, which was a really good conversation piece about the bear TV shows on Hulu, which I love. It's worth checking out. I believe they they killed, <laughs> they killed the bear, uh, both seasons. So I'm very curious to see where they're going to take their podcast. And it seems like it's going to be whatever topic they choose to dissect is going to be, you know, topic of the week i guess but um good luck sarah to you and derek um i'm happy to hear you and you do sound great you don't sound like a cackling witch at all also on top of that please listen to my boy jacob medina and his wife eva they're on the weird street podcast and last but not least please find my boy adam garza and adam garza and hector cornejo on the comics and third ds podcast and uh for the comic syndicate please find share rate the comic syndicate like the comic syndicate um leave a review if you guys get a chance that would be great oh and before we get to comic reviews comic talk i totally forgot about this new part of the show question of the week uh random again like always it's weird how when i read something it's it's 
like for this episode, for example, 100 episodes ago is uh, No Rest for the Wicked. Uh, the Office and the restaurant have been kicking my ass this past week. We're two guys short at the restaurant, and they are huge elements. Uh, and it's just an ass kicker without them. It's a lot more work. It's longer hours. Uh, they're on vacation for two weeks, went to Mexico to visit their sick dad. So much love to you guys, the brothers, Kevin and Albert. I know you guys don't listen to – you guys don't even know what a fucking podcast is probably. Um, but yeah, uh, so anyways, just been slammed with the, the office fucking sucks. Um, and the second job is just on steroids uh, with, that, again, being shorthanded. Um, so finding out that 100 episodes ago was no rest for the wicked is kind of the same thing. Uh, every time I read something, it, it kind of reflects on – somehow oddly strange like uh, i i'm able to find something that kind of sticks out to me and based on my reviews for this week um the question of the week is, is going to be very simple so i'm very curious how you guys feel about this who is someone in your life that you can count on for anything and any any time in your life someone that you know will be there for you to get things done someone accountable and somebody completely reliable um it it's weird i am <laughs> i'm going to sound so fucking conceited and vain here i i am that fucking person dude like i i give myself up i give my time up for people um i work two jobs cuz i have to like i'm i'm the dude that gets the shit fucking done who do you guys have in, in your life like I'm just curious, and again, it's going to make sense with the review, so stick around. Uh, with Comic Talk, I'll go through the review, and then I'll ask you guys a question at the end of the episode. But yeah, it should be an easy question to answer. Like, off the top of your head, what? who is someone you can rely on for anything? And I don't have a lot of people like that. Like, even my best friends, I don't think so. Like, I am the fucking dude. That's the name of the fucking show. I am that fucking dude. Um, yeah, uh, hang back and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. I'm writing All-Star Batman uh, this year, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Gerrans, the artist and sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Comic Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michelle, and we're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and are having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, and uh, you're listening to me live on the Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comic Syndicate. Comic Talk. I am that fucking dude. Um, all right, <laughs> welcome back to Comic Talk. Uh, sorry, I'm, I try to have as much fun as I can here. Uh, comic news, not much news. Um, there's a rumor that Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider-Man is wanted for Avengers Secret War. Now, again, just a, just a rumor. It would be cool to see something like that. Uh, I thought that one was fucking cool that I came across. If you guys are gamers, um, gamer fans of gaming... Uh, that the Xbox 360 store is scheduled to close in 2024. So on July 29, 2024, the Xbox 360 store will cease sales and the Microsoft movies and TV app will no longer work on the console. I am a gamer, question mark. <laughs> I, I, I love how I got myself to crack up there. I am a gamer, question mark. Um, I am a gamer. 
think. Um, I love video games. Grew up on video games. Uh, I'm an Xbox guy. Uh, was a PlayStation dude. Uh, PlayStation 2 as well. But the last games I really played for PlayStation was Final Fantasy VII. Uh, so I'm not an, uh, a big PlayStation dude. I'm a huge Nintendo guy. Um, I'm an Xbox guy, although I haven't played the Xbox in years, question mark. Um, I have a Switch, though, and this is how much of a gamer I am. So uh, <laughs> Zelda Tears of the Kingdom came out. Uh, a few months ago, geez, about five, six months ago, probably by now, four months ago, and I never played Breath of the Wild, which is the game right before it. Uh, never played it, so uh, it was downloaded on the system, and I'm like, fuck, I, and during COVID was the time when I should have been able to play video games because I was locked up. Except I wasn't locked up during COVID. <laughs> I was one of the few people working my ass off. Like, I was working 14-hour days, uh, Monday through Friday, like, 7 to 11 every fucking day. No joke, guys. 7 to 11. Um, and mandatory Saturdays. And it was a bitch. And I hated that fucking department. But anyways, <laughs> back to Breath of the Wild. So a few months ago, I'm like, when with the release of Tears of the Kingdom, I'm like, I want to buy that game because it, it just looks beautiful. So I finally decided to jump into the game prior, Breath of the Wild. I'm currently playing that, and I probably bang in like two hours a weekend if I'm lucky. Uh, two hours a week if that, and probably when I'm done recording here, I'll probably get to hop on with a beer. Uh, but anyways, so I'm a gamer, question mark. <laughs> That's probably going to be the title. Um, yeah, so anyways, uh, in that being said... Uh, I'm a gamer. Uh, Xbox 360, what games, what consoles do you guys play? Um, I, I know our demographic is within the, fuck, my age for sure. So uh, I want to say 30 to 45 range age bracket for, for the demographic of, of the Comic Syndicate podcast. So I'm curious, do you guys play video games? Do you guys read books, comic books, graphic novels? Shoot me what you guys are enjoying right now. And again, I mentioned Lynn earlier is reading it. Uh, the Mighty Thor run, Jane Foster's Thor, and I love that she sends me pictures on, on Snapchat. That's just fucking cool. Like, she's enjoying it. So much love always. All right, let's hit it. Uh, that's all I got for comic news for the, you know what? Yeah, we'll kill it because I think I have some long reviews. Let's start off with some interesting ones. Let's start off with Death of Venom verse number three. This is a Marvel Comics title. Colin Bunn is the writer. Interviewed him before. Uh, he's a great dude. Uh, Gerardo Sandoval is the artist. Victor Alazaba is the, and Gerardo Sandoval are the inkers. Sorry. Jim Campbell is the colorist. This one starts off um, with Agent Venom and Wayne. Um, Still on the run after car. What's going on on this TV? Sorry, guys. Um, they're beating this dude's ass. Uh, attempted smash and grab robbery at jewelry store in El Monte. Wow, they fucked up, homeboy, dude. This has been going a lot out here in, in California and Los Angeles, like, big time lately. I almost took a break just to watch this article. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so... They're still on the tail of carnage. They want to stop him. They want to fucking kill him. So we see the crew talking to a new recruit, and her venom is silence is, is her name. And they tell her what's going on, how carnage is, is hostless now. So it's just the symbiote, the venom, um, I'm sorry, the carnage symbiote running wild, killing off every venom from every universe. And gaining their powers, a little bit of their abilities for the most part. And it's just cool as we see this 
um, this crew of Venoms that are out to, to kill Carnage. So it's like a, the, this, the Chaos Engine is the Punker Venom introduced last issue. There's a Rhino ven- Venom on the team and a bunch of others. Um, this crew now sets off, and they come across this... Um, this Asgardian Earth, I guess, is the best way they, they put it. There's a Valkyrie there with a venomed out horse, which is cool to see. And it happens to be Flash Thompson's daughter of that world. So how all the characters that are introduced, all the venoms, like uh, they, they all fall into play and into tow as far as in this world. Something happened where Eddie Brock necessarily was not venom and, you know, Flash Thompson. So people within their immediate circle, someone around them, kind of got venomed out. That's that's the best way to put it. So they're on this this mid Middle Earth Asgardian place, and um, it so happens that it, it was an ambush. So Carnage was waiting for them, and as soon as the crew shows up, he goes on the attack, and he's we see a lot of <laughs> we see a lot of deaths again. Um, it's cool to see uh, the art by Gerardo Sandoval. I've always loved his Venom and the way he – Colin Bunn, I guess, is, is riding Carnage on more of a tear now more than ever. Like just killing, massacring, butchering all these Venoms is cool to see. We get a, a great fight scene, but we also get a bunch of deaths as well. I'm not going to spoil it, but check it out, guys. I'm enjoying it. We see how much more powerful, powerful Carnage has really gotten just – you know, taking apart this this team of, of venoms, and then absorbing one of the venoms is there to counter carnage. Carnage's carnage is an anti venom, so carnage even absorbs this an anti venom uh, symbiote character, and um, it's it's weird but kind of cool to see because towards the end of the issue. Th- it's almost like the anti-venom is eating and destroying Carnage from the inside out. That's what it looks like. That's what it appears to be. Um, and then, like, his back is exploding out with, with – it looks like venoms popping out of his, his back. So very interesting, very cool. Uh, it has two side stories at the end. One of them I've really been enjoying. They, they introduced a samurai venom which is cool like the art is very manga which is cool and and it's kid venom i guess is what it's called but a samurai venom in a different world a different timeline it is cool to see and i like the art style on that one i like the title i believe it's going to be a six issue story arc uh so it's just a six issue run i believe for this death of venom verse i'm curious to see if they're finally able to stop and kill uh carnage I'm going to go in order. Jean Grey, number one, another Marvel title. Louis Simonson is the writer. Bernard Chang, artist. Marcelo Maiolo is the colorist. It starts off with Jean uh, in a flood of her own memories. Now, this takes place, I don't want to say immediately after, but it it takes place after her death um, at, at the Hellfire Gala. So I reviewed that one about a month ago. Hellfire Gala was a great title, and a bunch of mutants were massacred. Um, butchered um, and by Orcus, and Jean Grey was one of the victims that, that died as well. Um, so this is taking place right after that. So it starts off with a flood of her memories of when she was a younger girl, when her powers first manifested, of Charles Xavier helping her learn about her powers, um, of Cable. She talks about uh, death and how she's been through it before, 
Um, and this one is interesting. Like I didn't remember this, I guess, but she even goes through a time of where Beast had gone back in time. Uh, so our current timeline beast I went back in time to gather the younger X-Men as they first got to Xavier school, as they first started the X-Men, he brought them to our current timeline. I know it's going to sound so convoluted, brought them to our current timeline to help the, their older selves see like we, we, we lost sight of our way of the mission of our goal. And they were out in our world for some time it was the all new x-men i believe brian michael bendis was and he's the one of the people on, on our bumper is um called uh, <laughs> brian michael bendis is the writer and it, it was a great run and the art was fucking killer and the kids finally had to get sent back cable finally arrives a young version of cable and tells them like you guys have to go back fucking home like you guys are fucking shit up by being here you guys have been here for a long fucking time so they the kids the younger kids finally got sent back to their original timeline and from what we read at the time and this was probably about six years ago five years ago maybe brian michael bendis's run about, about six years ago and um the game plan was to wipe the kids' minds and memories of them being in our current timeline. This story right now, this Jean Grey goes into it. Uh, she's trying to piece everything together now, young or, or old Jean Grey. It's good to finally get some background on the Brian Michael Bendis run, which is, I just spoke about, and how she never wiped their minds when they got back to their timeline. It's interesting. Uh, it goes into their training as, as kids, and they even talk about it amongst the five of them. Young Bobby Drake, Iceman, Young Beast, Young Cyclops, Young Warren Worthington. And she's like, what if I don't wipe our minds? Like, we know how to use our abilities now. We know which mutants we can and can't trust in the future. Um, so it's very interesting to, to get that that action from Jean Grey and even the crew agreeing to it. Like, okay, well, it's going to help us out in the long run. So I kind of get that theory and I do get that aspect. This gets interesting though because it goes through their training and even their first encounter with Magneto where we see Jean do something really shady, um, just really sh shady shit she does to Magneto. She like wipes his mind and memories. And then she put puts him out and even the team is like did you kill him no i didn't kill him i just shut off his mind and the kids are like what about all the fucking witnesses she's like nope i abracadabra mind wipe you guys too so very interesting to see this side of gene like she's not doing anything bad yet um but again just very interesting it causes some tension in the group now because uh Xavier kind of finds out about it and he kind of puts them out on their own like well fuck you guys dude that's not part of the fucking agenda that's not part of the goal here and little by little Jean Grey keeps on doing that to everyone like that's her new fucking thing and little by little the, the team's like no dude like you're you're doing some fucked up shit you're doing things the wrong way like that's not the right way to do it so the moral question behind it was very interesting um yeah, so based on that, I liked this issue a lot. I'm very curious to see how, how it ends. I don't believe it's going to be a Jean Grey ongoing, but um, yeah, I, I liked it. Next one's going to be Realm of X number one. 
This one was interesting. Torin uh, Gronbeck is the writer. Diogenes, Diogenes, Diogenes. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. Nevis is the artist. Rain Barreto is the colors. This one is interesting. I yeah. Um, after Hellfire Gala, a bunch of mutants died. Like I just mentioned, Jean Grey died. A bunch of mutants also disappeared. This one is happens to be, to be about magic. Uh, Marrow, Typhoid Mary, Daniel Moonstars into this one. Dust and Curse were, were all shifted or taken to another realm during the, the events of the Hellfire Gala. And this world they end up on is almost like a fantasy world. Um, and it's called Van Vanaheim. So I used to live in Anaheim, not Vanaheim. And um, this one was a book, dude. I'll tell you that. Like, I, I, I'm down for Middle Earth shit. And, and realms and, and Thor and Yi and Mead. I don't know if I liked this title. Like it felt like a drag. Like and I love the characters. Maybe it was me. I really didn't care <laughs> for this title, but I thought I would review it, and that's my review. I didn't like it. Um, I haven't done shitty book in a long time. I think that one might be. Shitty book of the year. I don't know if I would jump into issue two. Adam, if you read this, what the fuck? Tell me I'm not alone on this one. But um, yeah, that was a fucking book, guys. Uh, next one is going to be one, two, three. All right, this one next is going to be interesting. These, these are going to be the books of the week for sure for me. I'm going to go through a lot of dialogue um, from the story. And a lot of, I'm going to give you as much context as I can just to describe this, this story. It's a title I've been wanting to read for a long time time and i finally got the chance to and i it's i believe they're on issue eight right now i've read the first two issues i'm going to continue this run after i'm done gaming question mark uh after i'm done recording this one is, is an idw title it's called earth divers i read number one and number two uh this one is called okay so you open the title of the book and it says book one kill columbus issue one here there be monsters stephen graham is stephen graham jones is the writer David Gianfelice is the artist. Joanna Lafuente is the colorist. This one starts in 2112. The Myrons were only off by a century with the panel of the Statue of Liberty with water levels up to her neck. The bad waters rose as the next panel is of the Golden Gate Bridge with water levels about three-fourths of the way high of the bridge. The good waters went away as this panel is of a desert land with a man gathering food. Those who can leave as this panel is now ships uh, rocket ships and just ships <laughs> leaving earth those who were here first as this panel is interesting as a group of people look to be saying a name or saying their own names i guess is what it is but yeah and another desert landscape and just interesting to see as the monologue continues stay and actually that's what it is um those who were first here stay and here's where the dialogue picks up can we trust him, though, Tad? He ran the numbers, Sosh. Looked at it from every angle. Yeah, but he's at, what, 24? And Blackfeet? Do we even really know about him? And this is our one shot. The only way for the world to live is if America dies, right? If America never happens, but we can't go back together as he gets interrupted. And this is where the title got more interesting to me. Um, so that was all dialogue from, from this story. Um, and it's intriguing to me, and I'm going to go through it, and hopefully it's intriguing to you guys. Uh, but we can't go back together. And this is where, you know, again, cool. We see the man 
uh, this man they're speaking of knows uh, the science or even math behind time travel. So it looks right off out of the gate like this woman and man speaking to each other are, are partners, boyfriend and girlfriend, maybe even husband and wife. The woman tells her partner, I assume, something about the cave only being to take one person at a time as they continue talking about what they have to do now. Travel to time, travel back in time, and kill Christopher Columbus. <laughs> and, and just that is, is funny to me. And I'm like, that's intriguing, dude. I'm in. So I know it sounds fucked up, but like um, it goes deeper into the couple's deeper conversation now. As a man is legit trying to console, again, what I assume is, is his girlfriend or wife. Not at all an argument, though, which is nice. I still remember the first time I saw you. As this panel is of him reading through a book, and the caption is of a picture of a woman. Um, the book he's reading, it has a capture of a, of a woman. And it says, the frozen dead at wounded knee, as his conversation continues. Going 600 years into the past can't take that away from me. Can't take you away from me. As she answers, maybe leave me leave me um, a, a sign or a mark so I know you made it. I got just the thing. A new world. Um, so as the page and panel shows now, so Tad is the guy who took off. He gets sent back to 1942, day one. Grand Canaria. And this is where we finally get some great background from this character, Tad, explaining now how he's fluent in so many languages and how he's learned them. And, and I love, um, yeah, I love it so much that I'm going to drop his, his inner monologue now as, as well. So again, this is going to be a long review, guys. I'm also, also going to try to describe the panel as he's slow, slowly, <laughs> as he's slowly creeping up, um, on someone and it's going to make sense why he'll do Tad same height as you. Clothes not from a rag heap, just of all the language, languages you were fluent in. English, which you were born into. A C+, plus, which you learned before you were 10. For hacking games, three romance languages, plus Latin and uh, Genoese. A smattering of last-minute Portuguese and Lakota from a book. As each panel is dope and as he's narrating, narrating himself creeping up, stalking this dude so he wants the dude's clothes and it's just interesting this is where it continues on so he's just creeping 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 as this monologue is going as it continues once again violence ah there you go the one language you had never had to learn was a universal one and then these panels are great for the tension and the vibe we just get from what he's about to do as he continues once again violence as he does what he needs to do, kills a man. And the rest of the pages and panels um, of and narrative are, are just great to see. And here's where I'm going to sound like a dip for even attempting this. Um, as Tad is now taking his clothes off, um, off this dead dude he just murdered. Great, Tad. Wonderful that. Wonderful. That second cup probably opened up his back and bowels permanently. Now he'll never say gold again. Or breathe. He'll never do that again either. This man at your feet will never breathe again. So what are you now? Asesino Mutirira. As these panels are just dope to see. Asesino Homicida. Assassin. Untehi. No, not a killer. What you are now is a sailor. And what do sailors say in the 15th century? Here there be monsters. And the rest of the story is really cool. This is this felt like a long read, and I think it was. I didn't see how much I was reading or how many pages, really. But it, it was a good read. But it was a, 
I, an enjoyable read as, as well. Uh, the rest of the story continue, continues with, um, I'm sorry, uh, arguments about Tad and why it had to be him, which I love. And I hated it, but I loved it. So his two friends, uh, Sosh, I, we, he calls her S-H-O-S-H. So I'm assuming short for Sasha. His name is Tad. Sasha is talking to one of the, the crew that helped Tad go back to the past. And they're arguing over. Um, and if it's your loved one, I get like, why did it have to be fucking Tad? And the argument is because he's... He's the best person for the fucking job. Like, he, we know he's going to get shit fucking done. Um, and that, that's where the question of the week comes into play, guys. And it's just cool again to see this this argument and, and why it had to be Tad. And then it goes into his life as a sailor the first few days and, and how he forgot how to tie a sailor's knot and small things like that and the, the people on the ship because he is so fluent in so many languages he keeps stumbling across people in conversations with people where they're like what the fuck dude like number one what's fucking wrong with you like are, are you gonna attempt to do something fucking shady like are you a traitor or are you a spy so interesting how as soon as he arrives shit just starts hitting the fan and um so i really enjoyed it again uh do you guys have someone in your life that you can that is accountable and reliable that you know is going to get shit done i am that fucking guy um so yeah yeah uh yeah, I really enjoyed it. Issue number two was not as long, and, and again, a lot of context in the story, but the art was great, so I really enjoyed it. Issue number two starts off with him continuing on his way. He comes across, finally gets to meet Christopher Columbus, and it's funny how the way it's written, how it looks like he has and comes across so many chances to kill Christopher Columbus, and I know it sounds like a dick for me to say that. He comes across so many chances, but like, it's dumb luck too. Not even dumb luck. It's just dumb dumb. Like how he's about to do it, and then something somebody walks in the room, like oh, oh, nothing's going on. Um, but it's 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 serious and it's funny. And again, the art's dope. So it's him getting in those predicaments now, and how nothing is working out for dude. And um, kind of like my luck too. Like even though I get shit done, it's like fucking. There's always a curveball somewhere. Um, so again, I liked it. I'm going to continue this. Uh, it was book of the week, especially number one and like a different story and a time travel story. Yes, but fucking, Hey, we're going to kill Christopher Columbus was interesting. So, um, yeah, I loved it. Book of the week. I'm going to continue on this one. I'm going to keep on going through it. So it's, it's interesting why they want to kill Christopher Columbus in the first place. Does he succeed in doing it? Because he believes there is going to be a new world order. Um, so in present time, the only way his girl and their partner are able to find out what's going on. And it, they, they're living like in a desert wasteland. And there's no water. Like, And the only way they can find out what's going on or, or what has happened is they go to a library that's still up and it's dilapidated, but it's, it's a library and they have to read to see if he's changed history at all. So again, small things like that sprinkled about, I like, and even for Tad, second issue is very cool. Uh, there's a huge thunderstorm and Tad's like, what I read 
all there was about, you know, the weather patterns for for this voyage of the, you know, of the Nina, the Pinta, and, you know, and the Santa Maria. I almost forgot that. Um, off the top of my head. And, um, and, and so he remembered, he learned the weather patterns during that voyage. And he's even telling himself, like, fuck, like, we're supposed to have clear sailing. Like, what is it? Like, maybe it's the world telling me I don't belong here. And maybe it's trying to kill me before I can change any of the past. So again, it's small stuff like that I, I appreciate and I enjoy and I thought it was fucking cool. And I'm on board. I'm trying to think of anything else about this title that I enjoyed uh, towards the end of that issue. They come across... I, a zombie i want to say so maybe he did change something in the past and it's affecting things now but yeah i'm I'm curious again um all right guys that's it that was book of the week i really enjoyed it and again that one's going to be earth divers number one number two from idw uh, if you guys can please share the podcast, rate the podcast it would be great. Share it, rate it. You guys are rad. I will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Right, guys, who is someone in your life that you can count on for anything, anytime in your life? Someone that you know will be there for you to get things done, someone accountable, and someone completely reliable. I'm that fucking dude. Um, I feel terrible because my friends hit me up and I'm always busy working. But if you need me in a fucking pinch, I'm fucking there. Um, this one is weird. Um, not, not, not nothing like life altering. I'm kind of so, but not really. So every time I read something, something comes into play that I need in my life at the time, which is weird. So I think I've read. Anyways, I, uh, Thursday my sister moved, so my older sister Donna moved, and she needed help moving. She waited last minute to tell me, and so I knew Sunday she was moving and I'm like well, fuck I have off Monday from the office I would have requested Thursday off if you would have given me a heads up dude so I let office, the office know on Tuesday that I had a family thing come up so they were completely cool with me taking you know a personal choice day which that was not the issue to begin with um, so I of course was going to help my sister move and I've been hitting up my, my younger brother Ray since Sunday like dude I fucking need you homie like I've been calling, I've been texting, and I'm nothing, dude. So he texts me back. Finally, on Wednesday, like, we good to go for tomorrow. I'm like, motherfucker. Like, you gotta wait for the last fucking minute, dickhead. And Ray and I fucking moved our asses off, dude. Like, I... Mattresses, sofas... Uh, fuck me, dude. I hate moving... It's kind of worse sometimes when it's not your own shit and you got to help someone else move. But the whole moving process, you guys should know, sucks. And it's terrible and it's bullshit. Um, I really wish Ray was more reliable and so much more accountable. But holy shit, this fucking day on Thursday, that fucking kid saved my fucking life. Because there's no way in hell I would have been able to move any of that shit by myself. 
like I'm talking like a king size mattress that weighs fuck me, and it's flimsy, and and there's no way I would have been able to do it. So, like I said, I. I really wish she was more accountable and reliable, but fucking ain't in that pinch, dude. I swear to God, homeboy fucking helped me out. Um, and he even asked, and I, you know, I had to tell him, dude, very, I love you, dude. Like, thank you so much. I, I, there's no way in hell I could have fucking got this done. And he even asked me if, if I wasn't able to come by, what would you have done? Peace out, sis. Like I like, and I, I said it without even thinking, and I'm like, this is not something I would have done. Of course not. I would have been fucked. <laughs> but there's no way I would have fucking bailed. Like I don't, I don't bail like that. Um, when things get hard and tough, I don't fucking bail. So again, that was my question of the week, uh, and my answer. I wish more people. I had more people like that, and I'm, I'm that fucking guy. Um, and I think I'm proud of being that guy. And I had a talk, and I was told that I needed to hear it. I guess is you're you're the one that can get it fucking done. And it just was reassuring uh, the affirmation, and it, it and it got fucking done. So Ray, I love you. I know you don't listen to the podcast anymore, if at all. But I love you, dude. You fucking saved my life that fucking day, and we did a good thing for our sister, dude. So yeah, um, thank you guys for listening. This little tidbit of the show. Please share, rate the podcast. I will catch you guys next week. Peace out. <laughs>